This is Todd Duncan. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Did you know that Elon Musk has a brain coach? If a billionaire entrepreneur who's redefining the automobile and space travel industries has a coach, I think everybody needs a coach to become the best version of themselves. You may not have dreams of launching a rocket into space, but if you want to take your business and your life to the next level in less time with less stress, I encourage you to schedule a free coaching call with one of our certified coach consultants today. It's absolutely free, and I believe it's the opportunity you need to have your best life ever. Visit HighTrustCoaching.com or click the link in the show notes below to schedule today. Good morning, Tuesday morning, perfect Tuesday, and this is another edition of Coffee with Todd. Welcome, 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 welcome. Always fun to have you guys online, and we're excited particularly about today's interview. Um, we have our divisional president of Coaching, Hope Foreman, with us, and we got a guy that has walked on to not only high trust as a leader in a company, and uh, his name is Philip Strange. He is the senior vice president of mortgage production for First State Bank, and and basically um, is, is having some record, record years, it looks like, Philip. And so it's good to have you here. Thanks for joining today. Thanks, Todd. It's an honor. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's really, really great. It's, it's, it's been fun to watch what's happened since you got in. To coaching, fun to see what's happening with your LOs and whatnot. And tell us a little bit of your, your story, just a little bit of your background and your story, and then we'll get into some of the, the more things that I'm talking about. Okay. And then, so my background, I, I, I got an accounting degree and uh, got my CPA and hated the, hated the, hated that world and fell into the mortgage business. And for the last 22 years, I've started uh, four mortgage companies for different banks. Uh, smaller banks uh, over the last 22 years from, from ground zero. So yeah. this is my fourth operation. So I, I, first of all, I like the idea that you hated being a CPA because my father graduated from Stanford and uh, he became a CPA. And um, when he was 29 years old, he decided that he hated accounting. So he's, he's, he's trained, you know, he's got a Stanford degree and he hated accounting. And my dad decided at the age of 29 that he was going to become a doctor. And because he didn't have enough money to just go do it, and me and my mom had to support this growing family, it took him 10 years to get his medical degree, and he opened his medical business when he was 39 years old. And he had a great life for 26 years being a physician. But funny how it all started with Canadian accounting. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, so, so one of the one of the, the things that I want to put out there, you you have uh, six LOs that are being coached in the producer level. You are at the master level, and uh, it looks like 2018 you guys closed 431 loans. Last year you closed 502 loans, and this year uh, through uh, it looks like May you guys are at 340 loans already. What motivated you? To, to get engaged in the high trust mentality and the high trust society. You have a great intro story. Tell us about it. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I, I went to a Texas Mortgage Bankers Association uh, meetings and, and they had a panel 
there of high producers. And as I listened to the high producers, they had asked the, the guys, you know, what do you wish you would have done differently in your career? And four out of the five of the uh, producers said they wish they would have hired a coach earlier in their career. And so I had, had reached out to a, an old friend of mine and one of your clients, Lynn Reed, and had known that he'd use you guys. And I know that he was able to grow his business uh, threefold from where he started. And so he, he connected me with you guys. That is, that is awesome. That's awesome. And I, I remember the first time we were having some discussions and, uh, and it was interesting because uh, Hope was coming to me and uh, we kind of had a unique opportunity because you wanted to, to kind of create this, uh, this coaching culture with your, your group of LOs and whatnot. And um, tell, tell us what, tell us what has happened. Um, in the last couple of years, as we've gotten to know each other, I know you're, you came to masterclass this year and, and, uh, you know, you're, you're leading and, and, and you're at the, the master level, but what are the things that resonate with you that you can talk about from a success standpoint? What have you learned and what have you guys done that you feel has made such a huge impact to be able to do this amount of volume with such a small group of originators sure you know and, and it's funny i you know i have my key factors and i also asked my loan officers kind of what they thought their key factors were before this as well and so uh the the, the things for me were you know whenever hope and i would talk visit I, you know I, I felt like i was you know getting up to date on things that were going on in the industry i was getting up to date about uh, different vendors and, and offerings in the industry that we might want to take advantage of uh, and new investors, maybe that we weren't selling selling to, and so th that in itself was a huge value for my for me and my job, and it worth worth the cost every month. Uh, but hope hope since then she's helped us revamp our CRM, uh, and that that's to me the single most thing that's driven our business and working our database better than what we were. Helped us revamp our our website. Uh, helped us with going further and deeper with our customer surveys. Uh, she's a great sounding board for me uh, to talk about different ideas. She gives me different ideas about things we can try to do to try to help keep my, my uh, staff motivated and how to keep them focused on making the realtor calls. And then uh, one thing I'll definitely commend you guys on is that you guys did a fantastic job of, of pairing your coaches with my people. And because uh, not all of us have the same coach, each of them has different coaches, and you guys have perfectly aligned uh, my group with the right right people within in your organization. That's uh, that, that, that's a good testimony. So, Hope, from your perspective, um, what what would be your story about Philip, and and why has this worked so well? Because you've got an affinity for for coaching; it's your it's your gift from God, and. Uh, uh, it's amazing to watch what happens. Well, what's your take as Philip's church, not always? You know, I'll tell you, Todd, you know, when we when I first started coaching with, with Philip, I have to tell you, I was a little intimidated because he's such a numbers guy. You know, he's just such a numbers guy. And he started throwing me at me, at me these, you know, I want a 5% increase in profitability. I'm really looking to hit this number. And he tracks his numbers. 
And as soon as I got in alignment with the numbers, it is, it's almost as if the, the coaching and he became very coachable as to how to get there and, and how we're going to, how we we're going to. So there was a lot of trust um, on Philip's side and there was a lot of, you know, coaching and we did mastermind an awful lot. And um, we, we would get feedback from his team um, with regard to things that they felt that they needed. And I was able to communicate with him in that regard. Um, we weren't, you know, we, we did a disc review. So we kind of talked a little bit about how he could communicate with his operations team a little bit differently to, you know, to get the results that we were looking for. So it was just all of those incremental things that just kind of came together. And in the beginning, the coaches, you know, the coaching, uh, the coaching members, his sales team, didn't, some of them didn't really in, engage. You know, so there was a little bit of in the beginning, I would say that maybe the th first three or four months, he didn't they didn't fully engage. And then, boy, when they did, the production started going up, the culture started going up, the sales started going up. They felt better. Processing felt better. Underwriting felt better. So everything kind of came together in a perfect storm. So it was just and it's always also that tenacity, you know, and commitment to make it work. Yeah. So one of the things that's interesting is. Um, and Philip, from a leadership standpoint, if we talk about if we talk about getting your LOs engaged, and we talk about leadership influence and, and things like that, what's your recollection of 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 how you got them finally going, you know, the right way in the right direction? Because I think a lot of a, a lot of managers have difficulty influencing. Uh, their 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 sales team for the best, right? And it sounds like this is kind of gelled in a beautiful way. Um, from a leadership standpoint, can you speak to how did you get everybody engaged and excited uh, about the journey that you guys are now on? Well, you know, one of the things that we we do a lot of and have done a lot of along the way are. We, we do a lot of team building exercises with my my group and, you know, they, they can be anything. They've been very simple uh, where we've done uh, a very basic uh, personality test and then we've we've made fun of each other and uh, about each other's personality and our, our, we, we've gone through uh, communication styles and uh, ways of handling stress and just different things like that. And, you know, we might do that every couple of months. But that's been a really good way that we've gelled together. Uh, and I think from y'all's side, where y'all really helped me is just that uh, the gentle, I'll say gentle accountability, because I, if, if, if you guys or me would have come in and tried to micromanage my, my group, we would have had a mutiny on our hands. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. So, um, so coming into coming out of last year, um, seeing the growth that you guys had, and kind of setting your vision for 2020, um, I guess one of the questions that we want to ask is: is uh, it's been a good year for the industry? Obviously, um, you know, where are you in terms of the whole idea of your production goal for 2020, and uh, kind of what's happened so far through halfway through the year, and uh, give us give us some ideas on on how you think having a culture around coaching, taking you all the way back to Texas mortgage bankers and hearing those yeah. guys talk about hiring coaches earlier. Um, what's happened 2020 describe the year um, as it relates to what you guys have done and the impact you think coaching's had. Yeah. I, I think that the, 
the, the, you know, the constant reminder of staying in front of our, our database, the constant reminder from you guys and, and for myself to our loan officers to constantly stay in front of our referral partners is paying huge dividends. That that's a big part of where we are uh, and why our business is so strong this year. Um, I would say that's the, the big thing from you guys that we've gotten is just to stay in front of that database, work our database and work our referral partners. And then you get the strategies you guys have given us to do that, like what through the scripting and things like that, that we've benefited from. In fact, Hope's done, uh, Hope you want to tell them about some of the fun we've had with sure, uh, scripting sure. and things like that. And so we, we um, uh, said uh, one of the, one of the uh, LOs had gone to high trust sales Academy last year in May came back and taught, you know, they just fell in love with the high trust interview. And so I told Philip, I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we have the whole team learn and memorize the high trust interview? Um, I'll do a team call with all of the LOs in one room and just tell them, we don't know who Hope is going to choose. So you all need to know the interview. And it was really great fun. And what we found is, A, they did amazingly well. Um, the people that I chose and Philip was, was, uh, I guess, I guess pretty surprised and pretty happy that, you know, everybody was on the mark and did it. And it was a great call and they all knew the high trust interview, both for borrower and for realtor. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. I, I think, you know, as, as we have this kind of dance today, guys, and have this conversation, I think the thing I would like to say to anybody who views uh, today's interview is I really want you to be thinking about the transfer of trust in all communications. And I think, you know, why, why, why high trust selling was written and why our company is called high trust is because um, trust is the absolute superpower in anything you will ever do. Um, it starts with trusting yourself. Uh, and that's skills and that's purpose and that's training and coaching and having confidence and, you know, what you're going to do and having faith that, that when you do it, it's going to work out. And that's a piece of trust. And then it's trusting your relationships and, you know, in the, in the partner world with real estate agents and builders, it's having a deep, deep trust with them. And um, it's also in the world of, of consumer trust with borrowers. There, there's nothing more important than having trust. And, and, and there's obviously varying degrees, right? Low, medium, high, or highest. So I'd like you guys to unpack how long did it actually take before you and the guys on your team, guys and gals on your team, really started feeling the, the horsepower of the high trust interview. I hate to say it probably took us a year. <laughs> uh, we just kept plugging away, plugging away, sticking with it, uh, kept adopting pieces of it. But to be honest, it, it, it took us a solid year before we were fully uh, engaged in that high trust interview. Yeah, And I think it took one of our guys going, going to the, the class and bringing back bringing that back and before we really adopted it yeah and i and i'm i had no idea what the answer would be but i i look at that and i say to everybody who's watching this if it took you a year to master a skill 
that would change your entire life and business experience, would it be worth it? And, and I think the answer is yes. And then if you think about the optics of that, would you spend a year to get so good that you could double or triple the conversion rate of people doing business with you because they trust you at a deeper level? And when I look at your when I look at your volume going from you know 400 units and change, yeah, it looks like in just one year you added almost 35 million dollars in funded volume with your group between 18 and 19, and that was the year you guys were learning the the high trust interview. And and if things play out this year, you're already at a 347 percent year on year profit increase. That I mean that's monstrous, 347 percent increase in profit this year compared to last year yeah big numbers huge absolutely huge so the the message to everybody is um is you've got to get really really great at the few things that matter most and what we know right now in our our organization what we know the industry is thirsty for is they're thirsty for connection they're, they're really really thirsty for a connected experience. A borrower wants a connected experience with a lender. You know, agents and builders want to be connected. Fellows and leaders and staff have to be connected. And asking questions, high trust interviews that are deep, deep questions, is the way to go. I just uh, I just got off a webinar before this with one of my best best friends, companies, and um, and we were talking about the idea that that in the society in which we live right now, um, with all the, the Zoom and digital, it's hard to connect. I mean, you can see each other, right? We can, we, I can look and see Philip and I can see Hope. And, uh, you know, if we, we were on a Zoom call, like I just was, there was like 400 webcams enabled. It was just like, okay, but I still can't, I still can't connect with you. I, I've got this technology between me and you, right? Even though I can see, I can't feel your energy, I can't can't really ask. I mean, I can ask the questions, but they just, they don't have the impact. So in the current Zoom society in which we all live, you got to really focus on asking deeper, more penetrative questions. And, uh, and I think that's the key right now, because um, I believe that he who asks the best questions and listens the most wins, which is what the high trust interview is all about. So Philip, what would you do? Uh, what would you do differently in your career if you could have a do-over, knowing what you know today? Uh, gosh, I mean, I definitely would have started coaching earlier in my career. I would have uh, gotten myself into some leadership training programs earlier in my career. Uh, I've done a couple of those here in the last couple of years. Those have paid dividends as well. And when you think about your your team right now, if you look at your uh, maybe look at your your top producer in your team, um, what is has that person done besides the interview? Two or three things you can point to that has allowed uh, your number one guy or gal to really scale. It sounds like they're all doing great, but oh gosh, yeah, you know, and and, I, and this is a, a quote from my my top producer, and he said that. Uh, the accountability piece that you guys are providing him with uh, making his calls uh, on his realtors and his uh, database 
in the tracking that you guys provide in the every two week calls that you guys do with him to provide accountability. He, he thinks those have created a major efficiency for him for him and the way he spends his time. So for him, that was, that was big. And I mean, he's probably 70% over last year. Volume-wise. Volume over last year. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people don't like accountability. <laughs> And, and we know that in, in the coaching company, accountability is, is where we really, really start to see lift. Um, Hope, as, as the divisional president of high trust coaching, what do you see when you think about our optics and you think about our dashboard? What, what, what really resonates with you on the power of the, the type of accountability that we're doing there as Philip talks about with his, his top five? I, you know, I have to say that it's, you know, I always, as I tell all of our coaching members, there's magic in the metrics. There's magic in the metrics. And the reason why I say that is that is the accountability piece. And it's not so much that you're accountable to your coach or to high trust coaching. It is that when you're filling out that worksheet at the end of the day and you're addressing how many pre-calls conversations did I have? What is my conversion rate like? How many real referral partners do they talk to? You know, it's only four o'clock in the afternoon. Maybe I can call a couple more of my database clients, you know, so that I can so I can tell my coach, you know, that I hit my mark. Um, you know, so that's where the magic is. It's there is for self-accountability and that sense of accomplishment that they are leaving at the end of day, at the end of every single day, that they've hit their mark. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think it's safe to say to anybody that's watching this is um, accountability is the the master skill. It, it really is being vulnerable to um, having a little bit of guidance. In some cases, a lot of guidance, and it's it's becoming vulnerable and okay with the idea that you've got to have boundaries on your business to actually reach your potential. And if you don't have accountability, if you don't have a desired end result that that accountability brings you something um, bigger and better than you've ever had, then you will resist it. And like any, any, any person who has grown to anything, there's been some level of either personal, professional uh, accountability or some combination of that. What's it meant to you in terms of accountability, Philip, in your own life as a leader in a, and, and, and a guy that's, you know, at our master level, what's, what's it done for you since, since you would want to do over, what's it done for you personally as a leader? You know, the main thing for me is just keeping me on track, you know, towards the goal and, you know, okay, I told Hope I was going to do these two things, you know, at our last meeting and, I'm looking, I got a meeting coming up a few more days and I haven't done either one of them and uh, <laughs> it makes me get them done before we meet again because yeah, I want to keep this thing moving along. So, You know, it's so funny. I remember um, years and years ago, I, I was uh, involved with uh, a guy that was coaching me and, um, and one of the things that I had committed to was from a health perspective, I had committed to working out a minimum of three days a week. And I remember the first Thursday, my calls were on Friday that I had awakened. And for whatever reason, I hadn't worked out yet. And I had a coaching call 24 hours later. And, uh, and I said, okay, so today it looks like I've got to work out three times. So tomorrow when my coach asks me, did you work out three times this week? I can say yes. 
and be honest about it. So accountability is the mother load. Um, okay. Well, as, as we, as we wrap this up, um, um, Philip, as you think about your team, you think about where you want to take this, uh, you think about kind of the future. Um, what do you see 2021 looking like if you had a little bit of a crystal ball, knowing that you guys have been on track with coaching now for going on two years? I, mean, I don't see us taking a step backwards. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I mean, even though we're going to lose a lot of the refinance business next year, I mean, I still think we're going to be strong. We, our, our banks entered a couple new markets, which is always helps. Uh, but from a coaching aspect, it's just making it's just doing doing being disciplined and doing the, the things that you guys ask us to do every day and, and making our calls, staying in front of our database, time blocking. It's just one oh one, Todd Duncan one oh one every day. So Yeah, it's the di the disciplines for success. They never change, right? They never right. change. Well, I appreciate you spending uh, time with us today, Philip, and, and Hope, thank you for your leadership at, at High Trust. And, uh, you know, guys and gals that are out there, um, the world continues to change. You know, the, the industry uh, looks like uh, it's, it's going to be healthy from a low rate perspective throughout the end of the year. And we're going to continue to watch business uh, really, really kind of zoom along here. Um, but we do know that markets change and we do know, depending on the, the, the economic factors that are all, you know, that, that, are, that are being looked at every single day in, in the world and in our country that, you know, rates go up, rates go down, housing prices go up, housing prices go down. Uh, you know, we can't control anything but what we do in the markets we're in. And that's why we're proud of. What, what high trust coaching does, it, 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 it doesn't matter what market you're in, what, what it allows you to do in, in whatever market you find yourself, high rates, low rates, you know, uh, consumer confidence, high consumer, it, it allows you to win. And, um, you know, we, we all need, we all need someone to help us be our best version of ourselves. If, if, if that were not true, uh, there would be no seminar business. There would be no training business. There would be no coaching business. We all need it. I've got two coaches and uh, we all need coaching. So uh, Curtis, thank you so much for joining. We look forward to seeing more of you and uh, kind of excited about you being on track for elite next year. And uh, it was a joy to joy to have a combo with you this morning. So I appreciate it. Thanks Todd. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks so much. And um, we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys Thursday uh, for another edition of, Coffee with Todd, and uh, tomorrow one of our coaches will be live. Who's live tomorrow? Uh, so Cindy, Tom, Sack, and myself are going to be live. We've got a new format for High Trust Coaching Live, and so it's going to be myself and Cindy, Tom, Sack. Super excited. That's going to be great. That's going to be great. All right, guys, have a fantastic Tuesday, and thanks again, Philip. I appreciate it very much. Thanks, Todd. See you guys. See you guys.